Welcome back to the Patriot Playbook Podcast. We are here with episode two, week two. It is Friday, February 17th, and I'm your host, Henry Sklar, and I'm excited to dive into episode two. Um, so last week, we talked a lot about the start of spring sports in Homewood, you know, softball, baseball, uh, soccer, all those sports. And this week, I feel like in a professional level and in a college level, a lot of the sports are shifting. We had the Super Bowl this past weekend. Kansas City Chiefs defeat the Philadelphia Eagles 38-35. to Big Eagles fan, and I'm never going to get over that loss. I mean, it hurts. I ride and die with the Eagles, and... I mean, it's a part of the deal as a fan, you know, you're up when they win, but you're in agony when they lose, and safe to say, I was definitely in agony on Monday, but, you know, I'll get over it eventually, it's just sports, and at the end of the day, that's part of the deal as a fan, but Super Bowl, it was a it was a great game, I hope everyone enjoyed watching that, uh, We the Champions League started over in Europe this past week, we had four games, uh, I don't, I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, we had Spurs versus Milan, Club Bruges versus Benfica, uh, PSG versus Dortmund, I think, or one of the German teams, Dortmund or Bayern. I don't quite remember. I think it was Bayern. And that's going on over in Europe. Make sure to stay tuned this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Some more matches going on over there in the Champions League. Uh, spring training in the MLB started this week. As I'm recording this Thursday, earlier this morning, Pitchers and catchers finally reported, and they opened off their season doing their drills over in Florida and over in Arizona. College basketball is about to take center stage as it's really starting to gear up and move towards those conference tournaments. SEC in Nashville. Alabama took their first loss in SEC play this past week to uh, Tennessee. So tough one for the Tide, but they're still a great team, and March is going to be crazy this year, especially based on the fact that there's no, like, surefire number one team in the country. Maybe Houston, but not, like, they're they're not even winning every game. NBA, this past week, crazy trade deadline. Kevin Durant was dealt. Kyrie Irving was dealt. A plethora of other guys were dealt. I mean, NBA is making a really good argument to get, like, a lot more fans drawn into their game and... That trade deadline was just insane. Refreshing Twitter all the time, seeing these crazy trades happen live. Like, that's that's the peak of sports. That's why we follow sports. Stuff like that is just entertaining. Um, shifting our focus to Homewood Athletics, let's just get right into it. This upcoming Monday, we have some varsity baseball action versus Onueta High School, I believe is how you pronounce it. Varsity baseball versus Onueta at home, right outside. Make sure to go support the team at 4.30 p.m. On Tuesday, we have almost every varsity sport in the book playing. Uh, starting off with soccer, boys and girls take on Oak Mountain at home on Tuesday. That's a huge game for both teams, so make sure to go out and support them. That is probably the biggest game we're going to have this week. We also have girls softball taking on Clay Chalkville at home. The boys are also hosting Ramsey. And then the golf team, the uh, girls varsity golf team, will be taking on Hoover. And the girls varsity golf match against Hoover is hosted at Highland Park, so it's a home game for the Patriots. And then on Thursday, there's no varsity action on Wednesday, so on Thursday, the tennis teams take on John Carroll in the Battle of Lakeshore Tennis Edition. 
Alongside the Battle of Lakeshore in tennis on Thursday, we have girls varsity softball taking on Pelham at home. We have the track team traveling to Mountain Brook to compete there in the Battle Royale, along with the girls varsity golf team taking on Vestavia Hills at Highland Park. And then on Friday and Saturday, the softball team will be participating in the kickoff classic tournament. So hopefully that covered everything going on over in Homewood this week. But now we move into our next segment and I got to bring on a very special guest and let's just get right into it. All right, welcome back, everybody. On today's next segment, we have the first guest in the Patriot Playbook podcast history, and it is none other than Woods Ray, the three-year starter for the Homewood Patriots at quarterback. He is the 100th-ranked quarterback in the nation, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, and he took home a plethora of awards based off his play this past season. Woods, thank you for joining us today, and how are you? I'm good. Um, We had a great season. I was super excited how how it came out. Um, Thank you for having me on here. Yeah, let's just get right into it. So starting off, uh, when did you really realize that, like, you could take your football game to the next level and that could be, like, a thing that you could take to college and really get recognized in high school as well for it? Um, I'll probably say sophomore year going into junior year. um, I came off an okay season. splitting ways with uh, a senior while I was a sophomore. Um, and there were some schools coming by, and for, for me and my brother, who is at Jacksonville State right now. Um, and it was about January when UAB, their offensive coordinator, came in, and he gave me my first official offer. Um, I made it public in February, and at that moment I was like, all right, I can play in college. I might as well give everything I have into this. So I guess moving backwards, um, at the beginning of career, like when did you start playing football and when did like, so the Super Bowl was this past week and one of the big headlines was like Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey playing each other, two brothers. So how has your family kind of helped you like get started playing football and like when did you start and why did you start? Especially having a brother who plays college football. Um. Second grade was my first year playing. I played with my older brother. Um, and then we we didn't really play again until high school. And like every single day, like waking up and um, going outside and playing sports and all that stuff, just a, a big competitive household. And I think that has really helped my competitive nature and my ability to be so competitive and be so willing to put everything I have into sports. So moving on to your high school career, like, so you said you were splitting reps with a senior, your sophomore year, but what was that exact moment like? Like, can you pinpoint that moment when coach walks up to you and is like, Woods, you're the starter. Like, you're going to be playing all these games. Like, what went through your head and how are you feeling in that moment? Yeah. uh, It was the Sunday before our first region game, um, we were playing Huffman. He brought me in. He was like, okay, you're going to start and you're going to stay in until I think it's necessary or if something's going on. Um, that was my first official start. We won that game. Um, I don't I don't think I had over 100 passing yards, but I had over 100 rushing yards. Um, I got benched in the middle of that game. So it was kind of, it was kind of overwhelming. Um, all, all the stuff that 
I thought was put on me. But when I got to the sideline, um, I realized that it was just a game and I just have to go out there and have fun. And thankfully, like the team around me put all their faith in me. So I did everything I could. So that was in your sophomore year or your junior year? That was my sophomore year. So I guess jumping ahead uh, after your junior year, when did you like, what was that exact moment? Like, was there a play? Was there a, like, was there a moment? Was there a, something that happened in practice this year that you realized like this 2022 team could be really special and we can like really like make history happen at Homewood? Um, probably after the Benjamin Russell game, um, you know, we, we played, uh, Vestavia lost 35 nothing. I mean, no one thought we would win over five games. Um, and like sitting sitting with that and knowing that you have the mindset that like you're not going to lose and then everyone else doesn't believe that. It, it's kinda it's kinda sad in a way. And then going going to Helena, beating them by over um a score and um really like taking everyone's getting everyone's attention and then going into Benjamin, Benjamin Russell when um, I'm not having a good game and everyone else around me is making plays. And I realize that it's not just me, that everyone on this team is willing to put into a fight. That That's when I realized that we could, we could make a run and we were one of the best teams in the state. So during your signing day, coach Bergeson mentioned that like he talked to, he touched on the Sarah Land game a little bit. And so you're standing on that sideline, you're down like 27 to zero, like the energy of the crowd and the sidelines completely drained. Like, how do you channel your emotions in that scenario to like, be like, okay, we got this. And then you can go out there and execute and lead that big comeback all the way to overtime. Pretty much what I was thinking. Um, I was just like, all right, we're down 27 zero. This is probably my last game. Let's just boost my stats. Cause like you're not gonna think you're gonna come mm -hmm. back from 27. So that was my first uh, thought. Just um, come back and take it one play at a time. And thankfully that worked because we scored eight touchdowns in a row. And I mean we we got a hail mary and a chance to win at the end. So I mean I guess it works. And then I mean so that was an outstanding career, but like asking you about like more of yourself as a player. So there are a lot of good quarterbacks in the country, obviously. I mean, you had an outstanding season and you're, there's still 99 guys ranked above you. So if there's a coach talking to you, like what would you tell them that really sets your game apart from another guy that they might be recruiting or looking at? I'll probably just say like the, the way I bring about myself, um, how I am in the classroom, how I am to her, how I try to be to other people. Um, how I'm going to work in the weight room, on the field, off the field, everything. And um, I'm just going to try to build a relationship with you. And that's really the only thing that matters. Um, there's a hundred quarterbacks that are better than me, or that they say they're better than me. Um, I don't think so. But, I mean, I just know that it feels it felt like a chip on my shoulder whenever a coach would talk to me. So I didn't really think I had anything to lose when I would say anything to them. And then, so you had a pretty, like like you were saying earlier, in your first ever start, you showed your dual threat ability a lot. You had more rushing yards than passing yards. And this season, you had like, you filled up the stat sheet very well, but 
just talking about your play style in general, what like professional or college quarterback would you like compare yourself most to like as a player? Um, I don't really, I probably, I, I really liked how Max uh, Duggan played on TCU. Um, if you go back, I feel like we kind of have the same throwing motion. We kind of run the same, like we're not like super fast, but we'll, we'll run hard with our head down. Um, and watching him, I just see like myself and see what I could be whenever I watch him. And then finally, let's talk a little more about your recruiting. So you got that first offer from UAB and then correct me if I'm wrong, but things kind of quieted down for a little bit after that for like your recruiting and like stuff happened with UAB. So like, did you ever like lose like confidence or like, did you ever like get nervous about the whole recruiting situation until like you start to get more offers? Yeah. So, um, you know, going into my senior year, so our spring game, Mississippi State and Arkansas State, both like uh, FBS D1 schools, along with like a bunch of other schools. But um, those are the two like that really stand out to me. They, they came and watched my spring game. And, you know, I was non-contact, so I wasn't able to like put out everything I had. But, I mean, it was still really fun to get back on the field. And um, that, that's when I was like, all right, like I love football. And then summer – it was pretty tough because, I mean, I would go to camps, nothing would happen. Um, right before the season, I tried to commit to UAB, and they had a guy commit the day before I tried to. Um, so they pulled my scholarship, had nothing go. And so I was like, all right. I sat down with my coach, and I was like, I'm, I just have to put everything to this team, and I just have to trust God, and whatever happens is supposed to happen. Um, then Davidson – offered me, um, I think it was the 26th of October. Um, and then a week later, Dartmouth. Um, and then, I mean, it, it, it just went up from there. I got, I think six or seven. Um, I'm not really sure, but um, yeah, it was, it was really defeating knowing that you don't have a place to go and you really want to take football to the next level when you know you can. So, I mean, you ended up the cycle with some pretty good offers, you know, like the new staff at UAB with Dilfer and all those guys and Samford, really good uh, program. They got pretty far into the playoffs for their bracket. But what set Dartmouth apart for you, like saying, like, this is where I want to be? Yeah, you know, um, I went up right after the Sarah Lane game. I got I got on a plane flight. Uh, I drove to the uh, airport right after the game. I didn't even go to Homewood. I went straight to Atlanta. Um and it it was kind of like surreal like you my coach always talked about when you know you know like where you're supposed to be and i, I was getting that feeling but at the same time i was like i don't want to put everything i have into like this one feeling because i know like there's going to be other schools that are gonna try to get me um but the more i interacted with the coaching staff and the more i was around people i just realized that everyone was nice to me when they didn't have to be they took time out of their days either when they were studying studying or whatnot and they came and talked to me for five minutes just like it was nothing um i stayed with one of the players um and he was super nice to me he really made me feel like 
uh, like I was his teammate and just just really was like really nice to me and um I I built a really good relationship with their offensive coordinator um their head coach came two or three weeks after the visit to my house which Dartmouth's in New Hampshire mm-hmm. um so their his the head coach coming all the way down to Alabama I mean that just shows that how much they wanted me and how much I like felt valued which I mean there were some schools during my cycle that I really didn't feel valued so that 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 was felt really good to me and I think that was like one of the main like those were the main things that set it apart and then um I got I think I have like two more questions so kind of backtracking a little bit back to the end of the season you were named on the Birmingham all-region team I mean, you were a team captain this year. You won the Birmingham QB Club Offensive Back of the Year Award. And, like, you're still ranked on 24-7 and all that stuff. So how does it really feel, like, can you touch on, like, being recognized with all these people? Like, I remember hearing after you won that QB Club Award, like, Cadillac Williams was there or something, and you got to talk to him. So, like, what is it like to be kind of put up there with all these, like, superstars in the football world? Yeah, I I think that it's really humbling because – um, I'm getting recognized, and like 24/7 Sports has me as the hundredth quarterback. Is that what yeah, hundredth. Um, so, although I'm being recognized, there's still 99 guys in front of me mm-hmm. that I'm competing with, and maybe I'm not like competing with them directly, but like through recruiting or or, or whatever. Like I'm getting these awards. Well, um, when I got the offensive back of the year award. There was two, so the other guy. I was I was still competing with him, so I think it's great that I was being recognized, but it still brought out like a competitive nature because, um, you know, there's other guys beside you, and you're not looking down on everyone, and you'll I'll probably never be at that position for my entire career, so I know there's still something to chase. Um, and I would say my my best, or not my best, my favorite award that I got was all state because mm-hmm. that was that was my one goal going to the season um talked with all the coaches about it was really stressing before the thing came out I was texting coach Berg every single day like when's this going to come out when's this going to come out um and I was really thankful that I got that and not really like because I'm being recognized just because like felt individual individually that I deserved it because of the season I had and I wanted mm-hmm. to I wanted to go into Homewood forever because I thought I was I was worth that and then finally I mean Homewood like Homewood football is one of the biggest things in this town and a lot of people know you as the quarterback but under the helmet like what would you say you bring to a school you like bring to a locker room like you bring to your peers that like that's valuable in your opinion. Yeah, I think um, I think the main thing was I, I really tried to push um, my religion on people because I'm a Christian, and I really tried with the with the guys in the locker room. Um, I would try to get them to come to a Bible study. I did a Bible study every Thursday because that was the one day we didn't have practice. Um, I would encourage them to come to church with me. I think we had thirty the 40 of the players come to church in one service. And I mean, stuff like that. I'm, I'm, I'm an FCA. Like 
I just want to want people to recognize me as a Christian and know that I am. And um, mo- like a lot of people in the school don't don't ever like talk to me or get to know me because um, I, I really don't know. I, I, some people think I'm intimidating, but um, I think when you get to know me, I, I can be really nice. And um, I think my friendship is valuable. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Woods Ray, the Homewood starting quarterback, joining us. Thank you for joining today, Woods. Yep. Thanks for having me. I really hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Woods and some of the answers he provided. I mean, a lot of people know him as the quarterback for the Homewood Patriots, but I hope you guys now have a look on the guy under the helmet, not just the guy on the field. It was an honor and privilege to have him on. He helped lead Homewood to the third round of the playoffs. Without him, I don't think any of that happens. And, you know, those those three weeks of the playoff run and this whole season was just special. It was special to see the whole town come together and unite for the football team and with the football team. And thanks to Woods for coming on once again. That's going to wrap up episode two of the Patriot Playbook podcast. I'm your host, Henry Sklar, signing off. If you have any guest requests or any ideas for future segments, please, please, please DM my Instagram, henrysklar.media. That's H-E-N-R-Y-S-K-L-A-R.media. And that's going to wrap it up. Good luck to all the teams in action this weekend and this upcoming week. And go Patriots.